Hey everyone, welcome to episode two of Fashion Sense Finance Mess, the modern girls and guys guide to financial success while still looking cute on a budget, of course. My name is Taylor and we have Lindsay here with us again this week. Hi guys. Hope uh, hope this means you're tuning in again because you either got some level of amusement out of my stories or you could relate. So, <laughs> Last week we talked about who we are, how we met, and what we do. And then we talked about some really funny stories that have to do with Lindsay and her uh, finances, past and present. So if you missed episode one, go back and give it a listen. Seriously, do it. <laughs> So this past week over on Instagram and the blog, I talked about my October goals, how is it October already, how I did with my September goals, money tip Tuesday was separating your savings, money for bills, and you're spending money from each other. I also talked about small steps to start your budget. So today's episode, we are going to talk about goals and how goals are important to when it comes to your budget. So... I set weekly goals, monthly goals, sometimes even daily goals just to keep me motivated because as we talked about last week, um, both of us like checking things off. Yes. And it really gives us motivation when we have a lot of things to do and we just see those check marks. And as Lindsay was saying, she writes down things she's already done. (laughs) You got to keep the motivation going by starting off strong. (laughs) (laughs) I do like that tactic. You know what? (laughs) If it makes you feel better, writing things down you've already done, go for it. So my October goals are to read one finance book. I read one last month and absolutely loved it. I want to run for at least 15 times this month. I just got back into it uh, last week. I want to put an extra $600 towards paying off my car because, fingers crossed, I have that paid off by the end of the year. And my last one is another 200 towards taxes because with CERB, I might have a little bit of a tax bill coming up next year. So what about your October goals? I need, uh, well, if you tuned in last week, uh, so my <laughs> October goal is to set up um, to go in to make payments toward my OSAP loans. So um, I've been saving money towards them while they've been paused throughout COVID. Uh, but so I want to set that up and make a lump sum payment. Um, Which I'm so very actually, proud. Yeah. And one other thing, I have been taking out a certain amount of money each paycheck towards um, a down payment for a house. Um, but I'm going to reduce it by $100 right now and put that money um, towards Christmas shopping because I know that's going to come out of nowhere and I'm not going to be prepared. Ooh, love it. So she's creating a little bit of a sinking fund. So that is a fund when you know something is coming up, but you put money towards it now. So when it is Christmas, we're not panicking that we don't have money to buy some gifts. Mm -hmm. Because you know where that's going to end up, back on my credit card that I've worked so hard to pay off. So we're not getting into that situation again. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm so proud of her. (laughs) been a it's been a long journey but (laughs) baby steps yeah we'll get there (laughs) all right so we're going to talk about some small steps slash like goals that you can do that will impact your budget um how to just kind of 
start your budget so it's not super overwhelming. Uh, so you just don't go back to just not doing anything. You want to at least progress forward, even if it's just small steps. We don't want to be going backwards, which is why I'm so proud that she said that she's going to budget for Christmas and it's not <laughs> going to end up on our credit card. <laughs> oh, you should see the smile on my face. <laughs> so step number one i would go through all past statements at least three months of your credit card statements or your debit card statements and highlight any unnecessary purchases so this is going to help you kind of see those areas where you're just spending money where you shouldn't be probably um all of those like impulse spends uh takeout food you might be like eating takeout four times a week and not even realizing it so have you ever done that have you ever gone like back to kind of see where you're spending your money I have so there's a plaza across from my work and like when I'll just want to like take a break in the middle of the day I'll leave the building and that's always where I end up going like I feel like I just walk or I want to go for a walk and I just end up going over there and spending money that I didn't even intend to like oh, when no. I go back and I add it up it's not crazy right but like a few bucks here like go over to Tim's or like to Booster Juice or there's a metro there like it adds up if it you does. go over even like even if it's just like once or twice a week like all of a sudden I'm like okay you need to pack a lunch like every day <laughs> Honestly, packing lunches saves you so much money. It really it, does. If like if I you, don't pack lunch, I spend at least like $12, $13 at Metro. And then you multiply that by now look at what you're at like $60 just spent yeah. on lunch. Yeah. That's that crazy. That I, I literally just didn't get up 15 minutes earlier to pack. Yeah. Like it is crazy. So, so I, yes, I definitely look at that. <laughs> I'm so proud. Oh my goodness. <laughs> And, like, going through your statements is, like, such a good visual thing to do because when you're highlighting everything that is either is unnecessary, something you didn't have to spend your money on, you mm-hmm. really will see, like, how much of your page is highlighted and it kind of might light a little fire under your butt to mm-hmm. maybe rein in those purchases, kind of look at where you're spending your money and seeing if it can be put to better use. Yeah. I can remember doing it with like a notepad like I would just at the end of each day I would like write down what I had spent that day but just even looking at it once it was out on paper and I'm like well why did I like that would have been like however many dollars that I still had or you know like yeah just seeing it visually I find definitely kind of drives that point home in your head yeah and you can do it by paper like an excel spreadsheet just like printing off your statements but (laughs) Whatever works for you is, is not be Excel the best. spreadsheet for Lindsay. <laughs> Lindsay hates Excel. <laughs> Baby steps. We're working on her. <laughs> um, so number two would be looking at all sources of income. So last week we talked a little bit about different types. So you have your like main income from your job, which is like your nine to five, whether you are working the nine to five hours. Um, it could be a side hustle that you have, uh, selling stuff you don't use anymore, if you have rental income or investment income. So once you've gone through all your purchases, now you need to look at the income you have. And for me right now, it is just my nine to five and then a little bit of stuff that I've been selling here and there. And then I believe you're the same. Yeah, I 
Yeah, I would say mostly the same. I mean, so my boyfriend has rental income, which kind of like plays, but we're not, our finances aren't like fully combined as of yet. So I won't count that in my own. So once you know your income, that's the money that you have for that two weeks, month, whatever um, pay cycle you're on. And then after that, you need to write down your fixed and variable expenses. So fixed expenses would be like your car insurance, uh, your mortgage payment. What else do we have? Your phone bill for the most part. Let me tell you, my mom racked up $53 worth of data charges. (laughs) this past month so it was a little bit of a variable expense this month (laughs) what how okay she thought she was going on walks and listening to her podcast uh she thought she was like downloading Uh, it onto her phone yeah and then turns out she wasn't so she was podcasting for like half an hour on data Wow. Yeah. That'll now we're like $53 over on data overages. So that's <laughs> exciting. Oh, no. <laughs> um, your variable expenses could be things like if you do have like a little bit of a takeout budget, um, if you do have a little bit of a budget for like clothing, hobbies, I feel like I might be leaving some things out, but hopefully you get the difference between fixed and variable expenses. <laughs> so I feel like fixed me- is the stuff that like, well, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Taylor, because I don't know. But, like, fixed is the stuff that each month it's, like, the same, like, the yes. same cost is coming out and it's coming out each month. Whereas yes. the variable ones, like, if you allot a certain amount of money to it, doesn't necessarily mean that that's what's being spent. Yeah, so, like, your groceries is more of, like, a variable expense. Okay. I mean, you could budget, like, $200 for two weeks and you mm-hmm. might not spend all of that or you yeah. might spend a little bit over that and then take and reduce like another one of your variable expenses so okay yeah okay I'm following <laughs> that's good so that means everyone else's hopefully <laughs> um so the third thing that I would do or the fourth story I think we're on number four um subtract all your expenses from your total income so that is your fixed expenses and your variable expenses if you've just kind of guessed your variable um once you've taken it from your total income number five would be to look at what is left is it a negative number because if it is a negative number you need to go back to your expenses and see if you can either eliminate any of your variable expenses um eliminate anything that you have done in step number one that you don't need so anything you've highlighted that is really unnecessary um Or can you reduce any of your fixed expenses? So recently, I want to say, was it this past December, I did a 100-day driving course where my insurance tracked my driving for 100 days to get twenty up to 25% off my insurance, which is like a big deal. Yeah, I forgot you did that. Yeah, because we're only 25 and 26, so our insurance isn't quite the lowest that it should be Mm -hmm. um we're kind of at the age where it's still a little bit expensive so I did that 100 days no it was not fun but 25% off is huge so I was able to reduce one of my fixed expenses damn I I totally forgot do that. that yeah that's not a bad idea but like what does that entail like do they have to monitor my driving So I downloaded this app and then it could tell like if you were going over the speed limit, you could only go over by so much. 
Um, insurance is going to go up by 25%. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so it was like speed limit. Distance was like a little bit of a factor, like if you drove a lot. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think what the other parameters are, but I honestly, it's been a little bit, so I don't remember. Yeah. That's interesting, though. I should look into that. You should, because insurance is one thing that we can't really get away from. Unless you don't have a car, you're stuck paying insurance. So, yeah, honestly, anything I could do to get it reduced. Yeah. So, if you're living anywhere other than, like, the city, you're you probably paying car, car insurance. insurance. <laughs> yeah. Odds are. Yeah. Yeah. Or Another least, thing like, I... I'm sorry, I was going to say at least one car in your household or something. That's what that Which you can still do, though. So mm-hmm. you can do it for, I think it was each plan. So if you had two cars on one plan, okay. um, I think it only, like, one of your discounts got it applied to the plan. I'm not too sure, but I believe that's how it worked. Um, another mm-hmm. thing I did to reduce my car insurance is because of COVID, like, I'm not really driving as much as I was. So my policy was at, like, 7,000 kilometers and last year I think I drove like five so they're able to reduce the amount of kilometers and that actually dropped my policy by a couple dollars each month so I should totally look at redoing mine I haven't touched it but like I used to be driving so much like the kilometers on mine would be high versus what I'm driving now yeah because you were going so she was going from like Coburg to like Toronto and Coburg to Whippy all the time Peterborough like I was all over the place yeah I would see what they have your driving kilometers at because if it's at like 10,000 yeah I've had my car for just over three years it would have been three years at the end of July and I've put like over 80,000 kilometers on it I know it's insane but I was driving so much for those few years but, like, now I barely drive at all. Like, I'm, like, 15 minutes from work. I would look into yeah. that. Hmm. She has another October girl goal, oh. people. Uh, look at insurance. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm kidding? I'm writing it down on my list of things you need to do. The Lindsay list. <laughs> if you missed episode one, um, the Lindsay list is – I have a list on my phone, like, in my notes <laughs> of uh, things that she needs to do regarding her finances. And uh, every time I check in and, and ask her if she's done something, and if she has, I check it off my list. Yeah. Usually the answer is no, guys. <laughs> yes. I can only do one thing at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is that. Uh, so if you have negative numbers, go back to your expenses, fixed and variable, see if you can eliminate any or reduce any. And honestly, if you do have money left over, I would still do that. Because if you eliminate or reduce your expenses, then you will have more money left over that you can put towards debt and savings, which is two pretty important things. So this is how we're going to tie in our budgeting to like goals. So I'm very goal motivated. I set so many like finance goals and I feel like it just gives me the motivation to want to complete them. I am... I would say I'm still a goal-oriented person, but I don't think I'm as goal-oriented as you are. I think, like, a lot of the things that you post on, like, Instagram stuff where you make, like, weekly goals that are small things, I would have a better, like, have better success at trying, like, something that just is small and feels more, 
like manageable and more realistic to achieve I think my issue with like a lot of the goals that I set around finances is they're big things but they're also like they're vague like I don't know if anyone remembers back to like high school gym class shout out to meeting Taylor where they would go over like smart goals and like actually breaking it down because I feel like I just have the most vague it's like I want to do this but then I like I don't have any plan on breaking it down to actually do it and then you just you don't exactly and then that does not help future you and then you're just kind of the t and smart timely that's like my biggest issue (laughs) like yeah i'll do it yeah six months later taylor's like hey yeah i'm like no So I guess, okay, so next time she brings me a goal or something she wants to do, we're going to have to write out, like, baby steps on, like, how to complete that goal. Yeah. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. Okay. Maybe even, like, smaller goals would help just, like, build my confidence around achieving the bigger ones. Yeah. Which it should, because as you kind of see that you're making progress and – you're getting closer to like that bigger goal it gets more exciting and then you want to do more to achieve yeah. it like for example I just realized that like I probably can pay off my car at the end of the year so last year like was how year? it was last year you blow my mind yeah so last year <laughs> I know sometimes I blow my mind it's, too, it was like speak. a year and a half less than that yeah so last it was last May I got into a car accident not my fault let me just say that um somebody decided they didn't want to stop and they rear-ended me and my car was a 2006 so once it was like damaged it really wasn't worth saving plus I don't think they could really save it yeah um so I ended up like I had been saving for a car like every two weeks like 50 bucks just like went into my investments and it was there for a car but like I was budgeting on getting a car in, like, five to six years from, like, last year. So, like, there wasn't much in it. So, when this all happened, like, I got a little bit of money for the car. But I had over, like, $10,000 that had to go on, like, a loan for it. And now I'm down to just over five. And I'm pretty sure I can pay it off by the end of the year which is so exciting so I made like little monthly goals of like how much I'd have to put towards it and then like as I start checking off those like monthly goals and like hitting those amounts it's just like it gets more exciting and I'm like how can I cut more expenses so I can just like get this paid off faster oh my god I'm such a nerd this stuff makes me so excited <laughs> but that is exciting and that's crazy to me that it's been like what a year and like I don't know. Yeah, so my first payment on the car was September 2019. That's bonkers. It's September 2020. I know. Oh, my God. You paid off your car in the amount of time it took me to pay off my credit card. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you kill me. (laughs) Like, that's crazy, Taylor. Like, exciting. (laughs) I know. I still can't believe it. Like, I would just put, like, little chunks, like, here and there of, like, extra money after I, like, paid my car payment and, like, all my expenses. And I just would have, like, extra money left over. And it was just, like, little, like, $200 here, $500 here. And then, like, all of a sudden now I'm down to, like, half. And it's like, oh, okay, we might actually just be able to pay it off. So stay tuned. Get it, girl. 
<laughs> that's what I mean by goals. Like setting goals really does impact your budget. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, this isn't money goals, but just in the the goals that you mentioned earlier, uh, fifteen runs for October. Damn. Yeah, so that's like what one every other day, kind of. Yeah, I mean, I guess you've been doing that for a while, but like, damn, it's a lot of runs. I know. I said it, and it's really exhausting to think about. <laughs> See, that's the problem. I set a goal and then I feel really guilty if I don't complete it. See, I feel like you're good at that. I feel like I'll be like, mm, let's edit this. <laughs> okay, well, I posted it today, so I can't edit I it. I'll see, like, to a certain level of accountability putting it out there, but. <laughs> Which it does. Like, I see so many, like, Instagram accounts created around, like, finances and budgeting because they want to post their stuff so other people hold them accountable. Yeah. So if you do have those, like, budget goals, honestly, not even just, like, your budgeting goals, finance goals, but just, like, any goal in general, yeah. tell somebody. True. Because they will – one, you've, like, put it out into the universe, and then, two, they ask them to, like, hold you accountable. And I think accountability is, like, such a big thing when it comes to your goals. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like then you have that, like, well, now I can't not do it. Like, I told so many people. <laughs> I right? Like, now. I put it out on to Instagram. <laughs> now I'm like, well, shoot. Now I do have to run 15 times. Oh, uh, that's impressive. We'll see if I'm still standing here in November. Yeah. Damn. We're going to have to, like, wheel you into my birthday or something. My birthday is early oh, November 10th. I know. Isn't that crazy? Who thought that, like, when COVID started in March, it would impact my birthday, let alone yours? Right? Like, if we look back to, like, what we were doing for her 25th to, like, what we're going to have to do for her 26th, it is so sad. We would have literally got COVID if we did what we did for my 25th birthday. Like, that dance floor was I know. packed. Right? <sighs> just insane one day one day we'll get to go back to that i know oh my god that's gonna be so exciting i'm gonna have to like budget for that day like i'm gonna go all out <laughs> look at her thinking like a year two years down the road like budgeting budgeting for all the tequila shots the uber rides oh, yeah. to and from i'm not sure if i'm supposed to be like proud of that but like at the same time i'm kind of proud that you're thinking about <laughs> saving for that Right? Then Drunk Lindsay has, like, a pre-approved fund to spend for the night instead of putting (laughs) it on the credit card. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, you kill me. But actually, okay, so that reminds me. So on Instagram this week, I posted about separating your expenses, so the money for your expenses, from your checking account for like um your spending from your savings so keeping savings spending and money for bills separate if you are really struggling to starting your budget yeah i have three because yeah i i'm trying to think i keep my spending money and my money for my bills together but i have like a predetermined number that 
is all the money I have for like my two weeks. And once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. So it covers like food, gas, my medicine, if I eat out, Mm -hmm. like everything, but it's just under one number. I want to say mine's all like that. For you, we're going to create a saving or we just need like a little spending one for you. Just a little separate spending. I think I need it to be like an entirely separate card. And I just, like... Well, that's what they say sometimes is the best thing to do. Like, open another checking account. Yeah. And, like, have a card designated for that. And, like, that money is the money that you can spend. Like, once that's gone, well, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, on things outside. Because I find sometimes that, like, I get... Not, like, bummed out. That sounds like such a, like, pity party. But, like, I'll want to go buy something that, like, I want. Like, I don't necessarily need. Yeah. And, like, I don't let myself. Because I'm, like, well, you don't need it. And it's not in your budget. So, like, don't buy it. But then I also, like, after a while get, like, I don't spend anything. Like, you know, that's just random, like, things that will make you feel good. Yeah. And I think it's just... There is... Okay, so there's a difference between, like constantly making unnecessary purchases that weren't planned for but I do think there needs to be a balance of exactly buying yourself something nice because like it's just not fair to you you're doing all this hard work you're creating your budget you're sticking to it you're saving you're paying off debt go buy yourself something nice if you can yeah exactly I think it's that line between like treat yourself or I saw some posts on one of the accounts I follow on Instagram this week and they were like treating your if you treat yourself like every day or like every other day or or whatever right it's like it's not treating yourself it's a lifestyle at that point yeah that's almost like creating a really bad habit yeah that's where you're kind of gone from like Oh, like, just, just like, one day I, I'm going to buy myself something nice from HomeSense because we all love HomeSense. Yeah. But if you're doing that every day, that is a very unhealthy habit. Yes. yes, for sure. So I think I would do well with, like, a separate checking account that's just, like, however much I determine, like, goes into that from a paycheck. But just, like, being yeah. able to spend that and not feeling, like, guilty that it could have gone somewhere else or, or this or that. Yeah. And you could, like, save that up for, like, a couple of months and then buy yourself something that you, like, really wanted yeah. that is a little bit more expensive. For like, sure. it's not – you don't have to go spending all of that money in that account every two weeks or every month. Yeah. Like, I have to drain this $50. <laughs> yeah, that's not the point, and that's not what we're trying to, like, get at here by having, like, a separate spending account. Mm-hmm. But if you are really struggling with keeping your spending money away from, like, your savings and your money that you need for your bills, that could be a really good thing to start with. And I find that that's all, like, the person. Like, I do really bad with my money being in, like, one account. Like, I have to separate the things that I'm saving out into different accounts. Like, I just can't have it all in the same spot. But, like, my boyfriend just has one account. And he just saves in that God, account so and spends bizarre. from that account. But, like, he's so aware of what goes out and what's going into savings that, like, he just fine with it in one account. But, like, I literally can't. If it's in that account, Me I'm, neither. Like, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to spend it. Like, it ha- I have to put it somewhere else. See, mine's not like that. I just visually need to see it separated. Yeah. Like, I'm like that I too. would just always be, like, concerned that, like, I've spent something that I'm not supposed to. So, I just visually need it to be separated. Yeah. And then... I just, I have, like, 
a balance that I don't go under in my checking account. And then once my bills are paid, I know what my spending money is. Mm -hmm. And that's how I stick to it. But yeah, just visually, I need to see what I have. Yeah, I feel like I want like, so when I log into my account, like there's three separate accounts, but like, I want even more. Like, I just, like, I want one for, Me like, too, everything. but my bank account, you can only have two savings accounts attached to your checking. Oh, yeah. So, I literally have, like, a note for one of them that, like, tells me what the money in there is for. So, it has, like, the money I put away for Christmas, um, money that I save up for, like, car maintenance. Like, it's all in one savings account. I just have it, like, broken down. I know. I'm such a nerd. I, no, I can hear you laughing no, over there. No, I was going to say, I know you do that, though, because we've done that. Like, you've told me to do that when we've been doing my yeah. budget in the past. And, like, I just can't. I Like, I don't keep up with the notes. I even get confused in the notes. Like, I just want it to be all <laughs> separate. I don't like it. So, if you can't get more than two savings accounts, you can try the note method, just kind of keeping track of the money that you put it there in there and like what you allocated it to if you can't do that and you're like Lindsay and you need more savings accounts I don't have the answer you're gonna have to <laughs> open up another debit card right? <laughs> which we don't want either because usually debit cards have fees attached to them so yeah you could do investment accounts I was just thinking that that could be your next thing hmm. interesting baby steps do different banks like does the fee differ much or I do know there is my next thing that I want to look into by the end of this year is um checking accounts with no fees okay because I pay like 10 something a month for like 25 transactions and then after the 25 transactions it's like a dollar 25 per transaction you go over girl you need to get unlimited yeah, but unlimited. I see. I don't usually go over, so unlimited is more. See, my brother, my bank. had the same thing. He was with, I think, TD, and like he had a certain amount of transactions. It wasn't twenty five. I think it was less than. It might have been twenty. I don't remember. Oh Anyways, so like he was like we were just mentioning, but would go over to Tim's every day, at least like once. Yeah. So, like. By the time you put in all of the interactions a month for stopping at Tim Hortons every day, because it was right next to work, and he would go every day on his way in, plus, like, gas, and then whatever else you're actually using your card for. Like, every month he was getting charged on the overage transactions, which is crazy. See, that's where, like, see, I don't use my debit card for all that. Um, Like, some people do struggle with, like, credit cards, and that could be, like, a whole topic in itself, but one of my, like budgeting hacks to keep track of like if you have a set predetermined amount of like what you can spend on like going out food gas whatever your kind of like smaller expenses are that can vary from month to month I use my credit card okay and then once I've hit like it kind of keeps track of all those small expenses so I know like where I stand for my two weeks am I close to my number that I have budgeted for all my small stuff am I not close to it and then that also saves all of my transactions on my debit card for like to be able to use for moving money to savings and like bills coming out yeah so that's how I kind of separate that so that could be like a good budgeting trick if you are really struggling with um staying under your bank's free transactions 
but only if you do have like a good relationship with credit cards because that can get a little bit out of hand if you're yeah with credit cards yeah I don't like using my credit card when like in ways that I could use my debit card yeah which like like that's your relationship with credit cards like we're working on it yeah like we've paid it off which was like step number one so yeah the next thing will be kind of like building up that relationship with a credit card again because like credit cards aren't bad like some people will say they're the worst things ever but having good credit and like them seeing that you can use your credit card and pay it off within like the same month is such a good thing oh don't get me started on the credit (laughs) yeah but she screenshots her her credit score and sends it to me and it just makes me so happy (laughs) oh that i i'm not gonna say was such a journey like obviously still working on my credit but like it's at a point where i'm happy with because god that took so long yeah but like small goals we did the small things and yep. now it's starting to pay off in like bigger ways yeah so very i could not be more proud which i've said for like the hundredth time <laughs> of this podcast yay <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's gonna wrap up episode number two um we hope you've taken away maybe some things to work on some little tips and tricks on maybe how to just start your budget. Um, maybe setting some goals will really help you start your budget. Even if that's step number one, just setting a goal of some sort that has to do with budgeting, not even getting into the small steps that I was talking about. Just start now. Future you will thank you so much if you just start now. For sure. And I also think, like, one thing, just to kind of go off what you're saying there, like, one thing I had to wrap my brain around, for, like, the longest time, I couldn't do much, so I just felt like there was no point in doing anything. But, like, even if it's, like, $10 or $20, I think you did a post yes. on this the other day or something like that. Yes. But, like, so, that's... it doesn't matter, like, what you're saving. What matters is that you are saving. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's 10 bucks, 15, 20, 25, just start. Because once you start, you're creating that really good habit Mm -hmm. of saving. And that is like one of the things you really want to work towards because retirement isn't cheap, I hear. So we really (laughs) want to be saving for it. (laughs) For sure. And I think like, as you know, like one of the biggest pieces for me around like finance and these, these type of topics and habits is like confidence and like feeling like I can do it type of thing. So even if you're saving like $10, I think that just starts to build like that habit and that confidence that like, okay, like I've been doing this now. We can step it up from here or whatever that looks like. But yeah. And definitely like finding someone you can talk to it about, talk with it about and someone that will like cheer on your little milestones. Like I'm always so happy when she tells me something about her finances. <laughs> and also like when I screenshot my credit score and send it to you each time I get my like credit karma thing, like you're pumped, right? Like I know. Like I don't get the same reaction if I were to send it to like my brother or something. He'd be like, Why are you <laughs> sending me this? Like right? Like yeah. it is nice to have someone who's like cheering you on in that in that regard. 
Okay, guys, well, we reached the end of episode two. We hope that you learned some tips and tricks and that some of the small steps to start in your budget helped. You can find me on Instagram and Pinterest under Fashion Sense Finance Mess. So stay tuned for our next episode, and we cannot wait to hear what you think. Bye, guys. Yeah. <laughs>